Welcome to Four Downs, presented by Game On Wisconsin. Four topics, four downs. Now here's your hosts, Aaron Ellis and Monty Moore. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Four Downs. We are on episode five now, I believe. Yeah. Um, so we are here again after another win. We want to thank you for joining us. We are going to take one last look back at the Bengals game, but the show will be focused on a big game, which, believe it or not, is for first place in the division um, uh, against the Bears uh, Sunday at Soldier Field. I'm your host, Monty Moore, and joining me, as always, is Aaron Alice. How are you doing tonight, Aaron? Fantastic. Have myself a drink here. Doing well. What are we drinking tonight, by the way? I don't even want to say it. I'm drinking a hard <laughs> seltzer. Hey, that's okay. I, I'm, I'm it's doing like that. not my drink of choice, but like <laughs> once I hit like 25, suddenly like every year since I've turned 25, my hangovers have gotten worse. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, if I drink seltzers, I can get drunk and not have a hangover. So and you're hydrating. Right, exactly. Smart so move. that's why I have to do it. I'm getting old. I'm- I am doing an old fashioned as always, but that's oh, my good. that's my go to at home. That sounds delicious. So, if anybody's new, what we're gonna do? Uh, we got four questions on tap, and at the end, we're both gonna give you a score prediction. Uh, but like I said, we're gonna do one last look back at that Bengals game. We're each gonna give you one last word. Uh, that was our takeaway. So, what would your word be for what we saw on Sunday? Adversity. Um, Something I can't remember if I said it here or if I've just said it in conversation, but I, I feel like I said it on our show, but everything kind of blends together at some point. <laughs> but um, the Packers have really struggled under Matt LaFleur to overcome adversity. And while they never really got into a hole in this game, it felt like they were in a hole at, you know, with all those kicks that Mason was missing and just all the injuries piling up. Cause at some point Kevin King left the game and he's probably not even playing this weekend. And just that they still, like especially that defense was really I, I feel they scored 22 points but it the defense felt much more tough than I think that score looks they they that that defense the lot of pressures put a lot they they knocked Joe Burrow around and you know despite all the injuries and everything and all the kicks missed and eventually you know they <laughs> still came through yeah so I I had my last word is delirium because I don't even know what the <laughs> hell that game was. Right. I mean, it always feels good, you know, to come out on top of a game where it felt like you should have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know Aaron Rodgers said they never really felt at any point like they were going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just felt like they were going to win it, even through all those missed kicks, everything else. But in this case, I kind of feel like you balance that out with feeling that they should have won it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. mood swings in that game were just unreal. And I, I watched it. Um, I actually went to a one of the bigger Packers bars out here in Phoenix for that game. And just the atmosphere was hilarious because <laughs> people were bewildered and angry. And then to, to top it off, the only kick, the, the kick at the end, you know, that Mason actually made, we didn't get mm-hmm. to see because they cut away. <gasps> from the game to put oh, on the freaking no. Cowboys. Yeah. So that was, it was, it was quite the experience last Sunday, but they won it and it was, it was a crazy ride for sure. 
Yeah. And like I, I, something I did want to bring up, um, even though we've already talked about my word was um, that I feel like people should know I'm, I'm about currently like two and a half hours directly west of Cincinnati. Okay. And all day the wind was absolutely crazy. Like it was blowing really intensely and then it stopped blowing mm-hmm. really intensely and then it stopped. And as you could see from the second kick, cause he missed the extra point and then he kicked a field goal or maybe it was an extra point. He completely overcompensated and it turned in and went in. So I think that like anybody that's freaking out about, Crosby, you know, calm down. Like the wind was super crazy here. It would be still one minute and then like huge gusts. So I think it was just a a weird day for him and, and the other kicker, obviously like they both struggled. Oh man, him, him thinking he made that and celebrating. (laughs) Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I felt bad because obviously I wanted them to lose the game, but I mean, I can just, I can't even imagine like he, he was so sure it went in and like I, the the poetic justice though of Crosby getting to make the game winner after you know the similar game he had a couple of years ago in Detroit where he didn't get a chance you know they yeah. lost that game so it was yeah. poetic poetic justice that he got a chance to come in make the game winner and he can put that behind him so let's also put that behind us <laughs> and we're gonna just jump right in I will give you the first question for this weekend um, so we know it's Bears week mm-hmm. and the greatest rivalry in sports. We know the bears still suck, Um, (laughs) but both of us, you know, having spent a significant amount of time in Illinois and in Chicago, what is this rivalry? What, what embodies it to you? When you think bears Packers, what do you think of? Well, I, I mean, what, what comes to my head immediately is NFC championship game in January, 2011, um, when they Packers beat them to get go on to the Super Bowl, like that is the quintessential rivalry moment for me. Mm-hmm. I know, like I was present also for the 2018. Um, oh my God, it's Cobb again! Oh. Like so, I was at Lambo for that, which was amazing because One I wasn't even at my seat because when I drink, my bladder is like crazy, so I had to pee <laughs> right before that, and I literally was like standing, like sitting in the stair, like that, because I didn't want to walk in front of people. So right, I was like, yeah. the play is about to go live, so I just like took a seat in the <laughs> on the stairs and just like hugged everybody around me. Like I didn't even know it was great, but I still think of that NFC Championship game because obviously that was a little more special because they went on to win the Super Bowl. Right, of and, course. Um, but how hard fought of a game that was and how defensive of a game that was Rogers didn't have the best game. And then all the quarterback nonsense with the bears and to get BJ Raji with a pick six, it was just, uh, it just felt <laughs> special. Right. And it was yeah, a it winter everything. game. It just felt really special. I, and obviously I was living in Chicago at the time. So it was even more intense. Yeah. Th- that is kind of what I think of of that that history there is that moment everything kind of led up to that moment in both of their histories i'm so the what it what it means to me when i think about it is first of all i'm very fortunate and grateful that i'm i've i've grown up and i've been alive in the era of the packers dominating this side of the rivalry (laughs) because as great of a rivalry it is it's kind of framed by two long periods of one team being great and the other being yeah, bad right I mean, much. so i mean people in the you know a generation a little bit older than me like my, my parents age like that the bears were 
just dominating the Packers for so long. And then obviously we know, you know, the Brett Favre trade happens and from 1992 until today, it's pretty much been all Packers. So I'm, you know, people always say like, Oh, what was it like growing up, you know, in Chicago being a Packers family? Mm -hmm. It was great for me. Right. I, I, I enjoyed nearly every second of it because there weren't many times where I was worried about the bears or, you know, had to face the fact that they were better than us. So there, for me, I'm, I'm just grateful to see that the contrast between, you know, knowing the Packers history with the bears that I didn't have to suffer through those bad times. Totally. Um, I, I mean, the amount of bets that I won in high school where my friends had to walk the halls <laughs> in Packers jerseys was exactly. amazing. I yep, mean, exactly. it was fantastic. <laughs> I think I lost once. One time I had to wear an orange or lacquer jersey. That that was that once. That's yeah, it. I mean, and we, you know, we can count on one hand the bad moments, but the the one right. that I think of that's a negative is I remember in that season where the Packers were, you know, amazing in 2007, I think, was when there was that crazy, crazy cold game at Soldier Field. Like the wind was something crazy, like mm-hmm. like 40, 50 mile an hour wind gusts, and like the Packers just got absolutely blown out. But even in that sense, they were a great team that year. So, okay, you know, big deal. They lost that game. But for the most right. part, yeah, it's it's been all happy memories. And yeah. it's funny, too, because when people say stuff like, oh, well, you know, there are so many bandwagon Packer fans that are your age because they've never known the Packers being bad. It's, all right, well, I mean, sorry, I wasn't born earlier. Like, I don't know what, right. you, I don't know what right. you want me to say about that. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's been... Uh, just I'm trying to enjoy it like because mm-hmm. that's something that I think that this offseason taught me um, in particular was we don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers and the Packers next year. And at this point, I just like don't even give a shit like yeah. I am focused on this season. And I think that's how even like Rodgers is. He's yep. just been like, we're here right now. Like we're doing this right now. And that's how I think it should be. And that's kind of how I've been. I'm like, I don't even I'm drowning out everything outside of that. And I'm focused on this week. And don't yeah. care about anything beyond now because right, no, no way. These happy times because at some point you and I are going to be on the other end of that, and it's going to yep. fucking suck. I mean, no <laughs> wins are taken for granted, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not resigning myself to the fact or anything that oh, when Rogers is gone and it's Jordan Love time, Packers will be bad. Like I don't necessarily think that, but yeah. is that a possibility? Absolutely. So right. I've I've kind of been in that mindset that you have just talked about of just enjoying everything pretty much mm-hmm. since, you know, 2018, because that was obviously a really bad season. I mean, right. Every, that was one of those, like every weekend we turn tune into the game and it's just every, it just felt weird and off and they lost that game to the Cardinals at home. And it's after that, it's like, you have to just appreciate the good times because it right. can come quickly and mm-hmm. it might. So you never know. Phrasing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hey, phrasing <laughs> sorry i had shout, to. shout out to archer <laughs> yeah um i totally agree so my question my first question is um jenkins it looks like he's going he's on track for playing um josh myers probably will be as well but i just am curious just in case josh myers is not this is just a question of a hypothetical Yash Nyman has been playing very well at left tackle. If Myers does not play, because you assume if Myers is in, they're going to plug Elton back in and Yash goes back to the bench. Um, But if Myers can't play, 
what would you do with the offensive line if Jenkins is a go and Myers is not? So if if that ends up being the combo of one of those guys being back and it yeah. being Elton, I I definitely think that you put Elton back at left tackle. Um, this is not a knock at all on Yash, who mm-hmm. has, to be completely honest, totally exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not to say that he's been playing bad, but he's not Elton Jenkins out there. Yeah, tackle. right. Um, so I think you say, you know, thanks for filling in the way you did. We know we can count on you if we need to at a later date, but we're mm-hmm. going to put him right back out there where he started the year. Um, and I think from there, you can keep the line, you keep that continuity because, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. The Bears the Bears do have a really strong D-line, and that D-line has been playing great uh, this season. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know it looks like Akeem Hicks might not play because he's – not practicing i know he's banged up um Mm -hmm. khalil mack too he's not practicing but he didn't practice really last week and he gave it a go against oakland so yeah um but i think yeah if 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 jenkins is the guy that you get back i think you put him right back out there at left tackle and leave everything else the way it is now conversely if myers is the one that comes back and you don't get elton back uh I think that makes it too, because you got that continuity. He just plugs himself right back in the center. See, and I will, I will agree with you on that one, but I'm going to disagree on the first one because Lucas Patrick was like one of the lowest rated centers last (laughs) week. Um, So if Myers is out, I, I am tempted to put Jenkins right in the middle because he he played center when Lindsley was out last year. He anchored it really well too. Right. Yeah. He did a great job. And um, so I'm. I would be tempted to put him there and um, and leave Nyman out left because he's been there and Rogers is probably getting a little more comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. But just to have, like, I can't do this with Lucas Patrick much longer. <laughs> like, I just he needs to uh, seeing I, him out of there. I mean, seeing him just get run over in the run game and like seeing him on the ground, mm-hmm. you know. On those two, you know, I'm, I don't like to be play calling guy and question the play calling, but on those two runs up the gut mm-hmm. late in late in the game where they lost yardage when they handed it to Dylan, it's, you know, Patrick's just on the ground getting manhandled. Right. Um, and that, that literally is why they had to kick a field goal on third down. They're like, because we can't run it again because we yeah. might keep you losing yardage. Not that yep. it matter because he still fucking missed, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they had, you know, and, and he had that bad snap that, magically went into Aaron Jones hand and they picked up a five, five yards on that. But that snap was way wide and that yeah. could easily have been a disaster. So yeah. um, I, I do not blame you at all for wanting to get yeah. him out of there and put Elton <laughs> yeah. back at center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to get someone who's a little and more you wanna, reliable. I mean, and you want to talk gamesmanship. I, I think that could be a matchup thing, right? If Akeem Hicks plays, you want Elton Jenkins in the middle. Right. Center locking him up if he doesn't play you think maybe you can get away with a lucas patrick and then you have elton outside for khalil mack and robert quinn so it's it's definitely going to be a chess match yeah and um thankfully the packers just are so stacked at line at the o-line on the o-line that they can be flexible with that and and don't are in a complete panic mode if someone goes down yeah i mean i've been i've been a I've been watching football for a long time and been a fan of it for a while. I can't remember too many teams that can legit go eight or nine guys deep mm-hmm. at offensive line. And and we're talking eight or nine guys that you feel comfortable starting. 
Yeah. Instead of just like, yeah, well, you know, this guy's a, this guy's solid depth and they can make do with him. But like, these guys are good. I mean, that line that played against the Bengals, I think it was legit one of the lines they had in, in the preseason. They were playing mm-hmm. with a preseason offensive line and they did a hell of a job. Right. And the Packers, I believe, have the least experience on the line. Like their starters have the least experience in the league of, of games that they've started. I think yeah, they have I mean, the lowest number. It's like in the 70s. Everyone else is at like 100 and something. Yeah. I mean, of, of your preferred five, even counting Bakhtiari, you still have two rookies that they have mm-hmm. as starters. Mm-hmm. And those are guys that they want in there yeah. as starting linemen. And that's extremely impressive. I, I know we've shouted him out almost every week, but another shout out to Adam Stenovich because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I hope they keep him around because I think Nathaniel Hackett probably gets a head coaching job somewhere next year. Yeah. And I hope they just promote Stenovich to OC because he has done a ridiculous job. I've got this like fear and I'm trying not to think ahead. Right. Cause I said that I, I did. Right. <laughs> You're trying to enjoy um, it. But somebody brought up, like someone tweeted something about um, Hackett to the Raiders. And I was like, then watch like Rogers go there <laughs> because he loves Hackett. <laughs> I was like, just fucking watch. And then Devonte goes there. Like, yeah, it's like not we're not gonna we're not gonna think about it. Right. But, yeah. Know, it was an idea that someone put out, and I was plug, like, "Fucking a." Plug the ears, la 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 la. Yeah. Your mouth. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I will. Um, I'll get to my next question. So, Justin Fields, right? One of the most exciting young quarterbacks that got drafted this year. It, a lot of you know, a lot of hubbub mm-hmm. around him, and you know. People were calling him franchise saviors before he even did anything, but you know, that's just excitement for a fan base that hasn't had a good quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's making his first start against the Packers. So this is a new chapter in what we already, you know, already called the greatest rivalry in sports. So for this first game against us, how do you, how do you see Joe Barry approaching defending Justin Fields? I think we're going to see a lot of similar stuff to what we saw last week um, because they obviously played a young quarterback. I, Justin Fields is a little more mobile than Joe, Joe Burrow, but I think there's going to be a lot of pressure there. And, and that's what they got to do. I mean, he, when he's under pressure, he's obviously, well, who is good? I mean, but he's, but he's bad though. Right. You, you yeah. see you, that game against the Browns, he looked, <laughs> you know, not very good. And he also, I mean, they haven't put up a ton of points even with no. him. I mean, like everybody was singing his praises last week, but he didn't really do much last week. I, I, no. And I, I explained this on, on Brandon off topic the other day that, um, you know, everybody was looking at like, Oh my God, he did such an amazing job. And um, it, like, how did they get even any points when you look at his stats? And it's like, well, because there were a ton of personal fouls on the Raiders. The Raiders are going to Raider. Um, and they moved down the field like crazy because of all of that. Um, and, so I, they just need to get pressure on him. And the other thing they need to tackle because he is mobile and they need to, the first person that touches him has to take him down because otherwise this is going to be like, all I can think of is like Russell Wilson and um, mm-hmm. in that playoff game where I think Preston after the game said it was like trying to chase a chicken with no, yeah. bait, like with <laughs> with no, no fence. With yeah, no fence. That was, yep. <laughs> That's exactly how it's going to be if they cannot tackle him. Um, Thankfully, Justin Fields is still young, so he's still, you know, I don't think he's quite Russell Wilson yet. So, but they need to just finish their tackles. And that's been, 
I mean, it's an evergreen phrase. Yeah, right. <laughs> how, how, how long have we been saying, I wish this team had good tacklers? <laughs> right, right. Um, you know what? Shout out to Kevin King, though. He made some amazing tackles on Sunday. He, he had a really good game. He, I was watching the game with a friend, and he, I kept saying, I mean, he was playing so decisive where mm-hmm. he recognized whether it was a screen or anything like that. He recognized it. He just, you know, he fired out of there. He fired his yep. gun just went after the guy and unfortunately he got another shoulder injury, but but by being aggressive, but I, you could tell he was a guy that was, you know, I think he's already lost his job, but you could tell he was angry about losing his job. And he's like, I'm going to show what I got, but unfortunately he got hurt again. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. I'm not, I'm not going to get too in depth into how I think the game's going to go because we got that, we got the prediction part Mm -hmm. at the end of the show, but I think this game is going to be, easier from a Packers defense perspective than it normally would be. Uh, David Montgomery just went on, David Montgomery went on IR and then today their backup Damian Williams went on the COVID list. So you're down to, mm-hmm. um, who's their, who's their third string? Um, Herbert, something Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. So you're down to a rookie, right? That's going to be taking the lion's share <laughs> yeah. of the snaps. I saw Joe Barry say, you know, I don't know who it's going to be, but he's going to be a, a national football league player that plays running back. Right. So like, right. He, is this his time to shine? You don't know, but definitely their job just got easier by having their top two backs down. Um, mm-hmm. Jermaine, Jermaine Effetti on their offensive line is not going to play. Cause he has a, I think he's a peck injury. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's probably a good thing for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're missing some pieces where the Packers job just got a lot easier. Um, but I do think this is a game where you're going to get to see, they're the Packers athletic inside linebacker tandem shine, right? Because Devondre Campbell again, played like a man possessed. He's rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to see J- Jalen Smith get on the field, Jalen Smith get on the field yeah. in this game. So you're going to have, I don't necessarily think they're going to, you know, have a dedicated spy or anything, but you're definitely going to have guys that can fly around and make tackles and chase this guy down. Because like you said, Justin Fields, he's a young quarterback. He knows he can use his legs right now. If he drops back and that first read isn't there, maybe that second read's not there. If he can see the defense, you know, he's looking at the back of the Packer defenders, he's going to take off and run. So right. I think you, I think you have to be careful. I think you, I think you still be aggressive because he's struggled mightily under pressure this year. Um, but I just think you have to be sound. Uh, and I think this is a game that the Packers defense can really continue the role that they're on and really put their stamp on and have a really strong performance. And that's, that's kind of what I'm looking to see, to be honest. Yeah. I, this is um, a, a question within a question, <laughs> um, but what do you think they do at corner that this probably should have been one of my questions, but w- who do you think is going to start opposite Jair? Cause it's probably not going to be Kevin King. Uh, or not, Jair. I'm sorry. Stokes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I, I always got Jair on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you. <laughs> so they they did sign Dunbar this week mm-hmm. to the practice squad. I think you're going to see him get elevated before the game because I think they'll, he'll be ready or they mm-hmm. want to have him ready to go. Um, Allen Robinson is on the uh, popped up on the injury report. I don't know if he's going to play. Again, we're recording a day early, so we don't have that final injury report out. If Allen Robinson can't go, I mean – the you again your job has gotten way easier because you basically only have to worry about darnell mooney um yeah so if yeah i i think you're gonna probably see dunbar get activated and you'll have you'll have stokes be out there as uh cornerback one dunbar you might have played nickel but you'll see so a lot of chandon sullivan, sullivan too which 
terrifies me, but <laughs> you know, I'll just go with it. Just have faith. <laughs> All right. So my final question, well, my second question and the final question, this has nothing to do with football, <laughs> but as we talked about, both of us have been in the Chicago area um, or Chicagoans for part of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll just say it. I absolutely love Chicago. It is an amazing city. Um, if if you've never been, I know it gets a bad rep, but that's just because people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yep. It's got amazing culture, amazing food, amazing theater, amazing diversity. It's just an, like you can find everything in the city. You want to go to the beach? There's a beach. You want to go shopping? There's amazing shopping. You want to go see an almost Broadway play? Like you can go see that. But the most important thing, let's talk food. <laughs> so it, there is, let's just say, um, if you could only have one Chicago meal ever again, what would it be? And we did discuss ahead of time. We didn't want it to be like Portillo's or Lumilnati's because you technically can get that outside of Chicago now, Yep. Um, which both of them are amazing. But yeah, something that is sh- Chicago only. So I, I immediately knew what it was going to be when you asked me and Without fail, it is the Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder Company, their pizza pot pie. Yeah. It is, I have never had it. <laughs> you you have missed out because it is by far <laughs> one of just the most amazing things that you know while you're eating it, it's horrible for you and you do not give a shit because it tastes so good. Um, for those for you for anybody that's not familiar with it or has never heard of it. It's legitimately just basically an upside down pizza. Um, So basically what they do is it's an individual serving. So think like the size of what a personal pizza would be. Um, But it's extremely good pizza dough. And then they put it in, think like a chicken pot pie in this little, you know, in this little dish. They put that in the oven. They pull it out. They flip it upside down. And you're eating basically an upside down pizza. But because it's so small and they're packing it in that little that little dish, all the flavors are just so intense and it's amazing. And it comes in it comes in two sizes. It comes in a half pound and a full pound. Mm-hmm. The half pound is what you normally get, and then the full pound is what you get if you're okay with hating yourself after. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never been there, which is crazy because like I lived actually in the city for 10 years but yeah, you dropped the ball big time. I, I know it's just like there's <laughs> always a line and it's just like always out of the way because it's also like on rush street and mm-hmm. like i always try to avoid rush street because it's always like a mad chaotic yeah, yeah i just i just never go there so um yeah i've never been there but i've seen like it's been on food network a oh ton, yeah yep and it, it just looks like heaven it's been on it triple d so it's been on like the best thing i ever ate it's, right yeah. it's it's iconic. So, um, I will recommend it, but even though I haven't had it, I just trust everybody (laughs) else's word. Um, so I had, I had a hard time deciding because the best tacos I've ever had were in little village at, uh, La Casa de Samuel. Um, they have the best, um, pastor tacos ever. Um, and that was like kind of tough, um, for me to, not go with but i still whatever (laughs) um and then i thought like harold's chicken which is like really really good fried chicken oh yeah that was tough but i'm not super into fried chicken but one of my favorite um foods is barbecue and 
the smoke daddy in wicker park there's also one in wrigleyville but i always went to the wicker park one um they have amazing pulled pork nachos like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable um and just absolutely love it uh they they put like chili on it and it's got like smoked sausage and then chili and oh my god like the best thing is to do is if you if you're there ask if you can get half pulled pork half pulled chicken and it's just like an array of amazingness their barbecue sauces are so good but their pulled pork is to die for so even if you're not into nachos just go get the pulled pork but yes highly because, recommend because you specifically mentioned nachos i want to I want to go with a pet peeve here. And one of my pet peeves when ordering nachos from places is they stack them too high most of the time. Right. So like that, that top layer is like incredible. And then you get to the middle and it's just kind of all like soggy chips. Nope. So my, they layered them. They, they layer nice. them. Okay. Cause my, yeah. my, my suggestion is always nachos need to be more, spread out like put it, think yes. like a baking sheet right because then you can evenly spread things out but presentation wise it's always looks really impressive when you get like a two foot tall stack of nachos right right but then they're like <laughs> all only chips and no yeah like else. by the time you get to the bottom you're like oh i just could have got chips and salsa at this right. point i guess no they they layer them they do like one layer with a bunch of cheese and then um the the like chili that they put on it and then the pulled pork and then the barbecue sauce onion you know and then another and then like cook it so it, the cheese gets all melted and then yeah they do another layer and then do it it's so this is, good this is an audio only show but i am drooling right now so. <laughs> Anybody can, can, can I know. On video right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm like about to move out of Chicago, so I'm like, God damn it! Don't make the wrong decision. <laughs> well, not, now you now you know your your two last meals. You're gonna have to get right. the, the pizza pot pie and then the nachos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so we will get to the predictions now because now we're both starving. So how do you how do you think this is gonna go Sunday? Give me a score prediction. Um. I've gone like it's it's kind of been like how I've woken up in the morning and how I feel like it's going to (laughs) go because we are just so depleted with injuries and especially um, our secondary because I feel like Savage hasn't I I mean, I don't blame his missed the miss on Jamar Chase at at the end of the half on him like he like it's just a it's Jamar Chase. Sometimes wide receivers and quarterbacks just make good plays. Um, I'm so glad I, he's in the AFC. If I could just throw that in there right, right now. Right. He is an absolute fucking terror, but unbelievable. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. But right. Um, I don't know how Savage just didn't even get a hand on it. Like it just like went through his hand. I don't understand how that happened. But that was just a good play. The way he came in with closing speed though was impressive. However, outside of that, he's been a little bit disappointing. Um Amos has been very hit or miss. He's been playing a lot like I, I can't say how many third downs, like they're not even playing on the third down marker, like right. they're or like the first down marker, like they're playing like two yards behind it and mm-hmm. keep seeing Amos getting, he'll, he'll make the tackle, but it's still a first down. So yep. just some, a couple of frustrating things. So the secondary concerns me um, because obviously all we have reliable is Stokes right now. Cause Dunbar is in a new system because he's brand new to the team. Like, yeah. He's only gotten here three days ago. Right. So, however, I just, I, I think with our D line and, our linebackers playing. Can you believe that? I'm complimenting the Packers linebackers. <laughs> um, they've been playing so well. What a time well. to be alive. I know. <laughs> they've been playing so well. I think that um, the Packers are still going to win. And I'm going to say it's going to be 27 to 17. 
Okay, so I I basically think first one to 25 wins, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I don't believe the Bears have scored more than 24 this season. Mm -hmm. And the Packers have only scored less than 25 once. And that was the week one flushing game. Yeah. So, I mean, they are very much a team. The Bears right now are the, the Bears that I've known my whole life. They're winning with defense. Mm -hmm. If the quarterback doesn't lose the game for them, the defense will win them the game. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the Packers offense, I mean, I don't want to say it's rolling because they're they're getting into this weird thing where they're getting behind the sticks a lot. Like you're you're finding them a lot in second and eight, second and third 12, and long, third and yeah. longs. And if they can, I mean, if they can just play a clean game where they're staying ahead of the sticks and no turnovers, I mean, this is a game where they should blow this team out i'm not yeah. going to predict that they will be um that, that they're going to blow them out only because it's a big rivalry game you know if, if if there's it's again it's for first place which i it feels crazy to me to think that the bears are within a win of first place in the division um but i'm looking at the the full injury report today from the bears and like the guys that did not participate like i said earlier akeem mm -hmm. hicks um mac didn't participate uh, Allen Robinson didn't participate. So if, if one of those, even one of those three guys doesn't play, I mean, the, the bears are not in a position where they can win games without their studs right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think Devonte Adams is going to continue on this absurd role that he's on, you know, Jalen mm -hmm. Johnson's a good cornerback, but let's face it, he's not going to guard Tay one-on-one. So yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to devote a double team to him, so I'm I'm gonna say the Packers. I, I think they get to 30. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it 30. I'm gonna call it 31-24. Okay. Because I, I I just think that we have not seen a quarterback with the scrambling ability of Justin Fields yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, they're gonna really have to rely. He's gonna have to make all the plays this game because, like we talked about, they're down two running backs. Right. Like we're basically the, the. I mean, it's it's gonna be hard for them to get the run game going outside yeah, of I mean, Justin Fields. <laughs> they they do not they do not want their rookie QB having to throw it forty times a game on some, like this weekend. Mm -hmm. So I I think you might see things like designed runs or just a lot of quick rhythm passing and you know I. I, I just think the Packers are going to continue to to play well offensively, and just just that wild card of him being able to scramble, I think, might give mm -hmm. them some issues. Good point. Yeah, yeah, and I would just like like because I agree with you. It doesn't feel like the offense is firing on all cylinders, and I don't know, like I, I don't know if Rodgers is trying to force it. I don't, but it feels like he is because I, I I'd like to think he doesn't do that. But like there have been times where he's trying to throw the ball to Devonte and like uh, you know uh, uh, like the the interception was a stupid right. stupid throw. Yeah, and he had Dylan wide open for a first down and like he threw that it felt, down the field. That felt very much like a let's see how the refs are going to call this game. Like mm -hmm. if we can get a PI on this throw. Right. And it ended um, up in a turnover, which is just like the worst possible <laughs> outcome. <laughs> I mean, and, and overall, like I totally agree with you that they're not really, you know, it, it's certainly not what we saw last season, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm reserving faulting them too much for it because like we've been talking about for the last three weeks. I mean, this line has been so in flux, right? It's kind of hard to run everything that you want. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, is the offense broken? Like, are they forcing things? Cause I just don't think they can do everything they want to do because they're trying to 
they're trying to right. weather the, right. the that's, offensive that's line That's fair. Injuries. It's just it, it, it's a it's it's something concerning in the back of my head yeah. that if if things start to smooth out and you know Bach comes back and and things still aren't firing, it's going to be um, I like I don't think this offense can is going to make it far in the playoffs. I mean, if you, (laughs) if if you told me before the season that we would be sitting at four and one and you tell me the guys that have missed games, Mm -hmm. I would, I would ask how the hell we've done this. Right. For sure. They're finding ways to win, which is important. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm riding pretty high right now on the fact that some of these guys that are getting experience is going to be so invaluable later in the year. Right. Like Stokes. yeah, man. I mean, he's yeah. the, 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 you know, if you want to say he's taking his lumps, however you want to word it, he is getting invaluable snaps right now as the guy. Right. Because, you know, like we talked about before, if Jair's on the field, they're going to target him anyway. But Jair's not on the field. They're still targeting him because he's a rookie and he's holding up better than I think most people would have expected to. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So, all right. So we will see you guys next week. Hopefully we will be sitting at five and one before the Packers hit a pretty hard stretch in their schedule. Um, So you want to tell the people where they can find you, Aaron? Sure. You can find me on Tuesdays at on brand and off topic. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at on brand off topic. You can also follow me on Twitter at H E R O I N E. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ferd Turgeson. It's F E R D underscore t-u-r-g-e-s-o-n and just want to sign off and let you guys know that the bears still suck and go pack go <laughs> go pack go <laughs>